This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Three great words. Free fries Friday. Especially when they're used in that exact order. Get a free medium fries with $1 minimum purchase. Valid one time on Friday. Some participating McDonald's through 1231.24 excludes tax must update rewards. Hello and welcome to the Olive Magazine podcast. I'm Janine, Olive's food director, and I'll be your host for this episode. Later on in the podcast, I'll be having an extended chat with Sabrina Gale about why brunch has become so popular. But first up, Olive staffers Adam, Sarah and Gregor, who eat out a lot, discuss bad habits restaurants fall into and which ones wind them up the most. So we've got a feature in our May issue from Tony Collum, and it's all about the restaurant habits that we hate. And we do eat out a lot here on Olive and we go to lots of different restaurants, lots of different styles of restaurants. Um, And actually we did find ourselves agreeing with a lot of the things that he said. So the first one we want to talk about is that kind of bar counter dining and stools and uncomfortable seating and all that kind of stuff. So... Yeah, it's big. counter dining is, is what it's about. Mm. It's like those, those when you would you like to be seated at the bar, sir? Never, when, never. My, my answer to that would be never. But then what I, I have I have self consciously casual friends who like to sit at the bar because it's more like you know happening, and then you sit there and where's the hook for where's the hook for my man bag? Yeah, yeah. What's going to happen to my man bag? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's what I want to know. Yeah, I quite like sitting at the bar, particularly. If it's an open kitchen, you can see everything. It's, yep. If it's just at a bar and you're yeah. eating and they're serving drinks, that's less okay. Mm-hmm. But I quite like seeing like all the action and yeah. I suppose it was depends sure. what you go for. I like it when I'm on my own. Yeah, but when I'm with, yeah. when I'm with someone else, I find it a bit a bit of it sort of defeats the object. Yes, so, especially if there are two other people and you're stuck in the middle. Then what happens? Yeah. But, they, but then, of course, the the other problem with that is is that my bum's too big for the stools. Yeah. They, they, you, you sit there. If you, what, what posture are you supposed to be in? 
Because you're, what you're doing, you're, yeah. you've, you're giving it builder's bum to the rest of the rest. That's, that's, not, that's not relaxing, is it? No, well, yeah. I mean, I, I'd probably have to agree with you there. Yeah. I think the reason why I don't like sitting at the counter with an open kitchen is because I find it really distracting and I often end up watching the service more. And because obviously I used to be a chef, so I sort of recognise things they're doing and like motions they do. I love watching people work like that. And yeah. usually if I'm with someone, I don't give them very much attention. Yeah, it's a bit like having a telly on. The back. It's like having a telly yeah, on yeah. in the background, isn't it? Yeah. There's a telly on. I'm not having a conversation. I can't. I can't do it. Yeah. yeah. I find though that seating in restaurants in general is such a massive thing. I mean, Adam and I went to a restaurant with you a couple of weeks ago, and immediately as soon as we sat down, I was like, I'm not happy about this. This is. I felt like I was about a foot sat a foot higher than he was the Mm. table was then at the wrong level for me to eat which made Mm. it uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and I think it's just things like that if you're designing a restaurant I think you need to go in and sit in each seat and see is this comfortable is the table the right height is yeah I mean it's 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 like uh, the thing that really bothers me about seating in restaurants more than that is when the tables are too close together Mm. it's like loads of tables packed really closely and every time someone walks past you Mm. every single item on the table falls over and smashes to pieces <laughs> or something similar. Yeah. And it's, yeah, quite I think that, that leads yeah. us quite nicely onto our next moan. Yeah. Which is a plate pileup. Yeah. Which is uh, just tables not big enough for, like, how much food they want to send you. Or, they, you know, if it's, like, sm- small plates, yeah. there'll be, like, five or six plates mm-hmm. on the... Uh, as well as your plate, yeah. you know, maybe a bottle of wine, two glasses, water glasses, mm-hmm. and you're you're sharing a postage stamp yeah. uh, to get all of that onto. So you're like basically all absolutely uh, swaying and oh, it's terrible. And it's like and when and when the waiter comes over, everyone's like scrabbling to move everything out of the yeah, way, yeah. including the waiter. It does. It's sort of incensed that you've not eaten the other lot fast <laughs> enough as well. It does. It becomes like a game of plate jenga, doesn't it? And it's it just interrupts not only your conversation but the whole flow of the meal yes I find exactly it's, I know, yeah. it's, it's, it's like a sort of simultaneous game of checkers and eating but then if you, if you if you take the responsibility on yourself to clear a path for the next wave of plates then the conversation problems obviated because you can just concentrate on eating all the food before the next lot arrives I mean I'm all for small plates I really enjoy being able to have a little bit of everything yeah. um, my boyfriend doesn't agree he absolutely hates it but I think you just need to, if you're going to do that you need to think about the size of your yeah. table and how it's actually logistically going to work yeah or, or make up their mind that in fact because really we're used in this country to it being rude really to, to, to eat anything off any plate but your own one so you have to have your own one yeah of and course you have to take things off the other and it's you shouldn't put them straight in your mouth you have to put them on the plate before you put them in your mouth yeah you were raised right? you were obviously raised very well right? Right? I can but, say, you I did, can but say. if you but if you do that right with all these it's just too many too many plates yeah yeah too many plates yeah which also then that also then links into fussy service it's yeah. like we say if the waiter's trying to put on put more plates on top of the plates that you've already got and trying to clear them away and you're trying to hand him stuff and he's trying to hand you stuff. Yeah. That gets incredibly complicated, but fussy Wait, service. Yeah, it leads us to the next one very well. Whose job is it? This is what it's all about, isn't it? Wow, oh, that's, that's, I don't know. I don't know. Well, fussy kind service. Of... So, I mean, one, one aspect of that that Tony discusses in his column is about the wine top-ups, isn't it? Yes. Now, both, is... both of you were, were complaining about this just a minute ago. Yeah, so... I like to be able to top my own wine up because usually when I'm sharing a bottle of wine with my girlfriend, it's, you know, by the millimetre 
with how much who's had and if do you, if do you bring your own measure just to like yeah yeah no I bring a felt tip pen and we mark it on the glass every time <laughs> and the bottle you know we, we work it out exactly by the but yeah we put actually no I bring a measuring jug and we each get you know 100 mils at a time of cold white and then uh, we know that everyone's had their fair share right well that seems fair enough to me <laughs> but if then someone's trying to top it up for you it completely messes up your system yeah as much as I as much as I love that service like you know I, I'm sure that you know of course that's part of the service but it's more of when you it's clear that they're not taking note of who's had what and actually they're just pouring wine into your glass because I, I mean I drink quickly I eat and drink quickly and so my girlfriend who eats slower always gets like what well, is always worse off because I inevitably creep onto her share of everything yes well, I mean, that is kind of to do with, with, with sort of what type of restaurant you're in, isn't yeah. it? Because if it's, as you say, the waiter comes in and they're, they're pouring the wine for you, the assumption is in those restaurants, in, in their own way of being egalitarian, yeah. that you can afford as much wine as you like. Yeah, of course. It's not a problem. And to assume otherwise would be to insult you, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that because just because you're going out for dinner doesn't mean that that you want to enjoy, you know, spending your money. No, not not. It's not a money thing, but it's a you know, it might be a, a Wednesday night and you don't want to drink that much, and one bottle is actually fine, and you want to make that one bottle last your whole meal. Oh, yeah. If if you knew Sarah, you would find this amusing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it it just links to that whole kind of fussy service and you know, napkins waiters putting napkins in your lap is one thing that really bothers me um i just think it's too it's familiar like it's old-fashioned really, isn't it really it's like, really old-fashioned i am quite capable of fold, unfolding a napkin and putting it in my lap yeah at the other end of the scale in a casual place i get really wound up by them by waiters and waitresses constantly checking in too much or mm. being overly friendly and you know you're mid-conversation with whoever you're dining with and they're, like, trying to have a conversation about what you did during the day, what you did at the weekend, which is, you know, it's great and it's great to have friendly service and that kind of thing, but it's all about reading the table and reading the situation. And if we're trying to have a, a, you know, a proper catch-up or a deep conversation and every five minutes you're interrupted by... Yes, your new new best friend. Yeah. Yeah, but... the thing, the thing about that is, of course, the only thing that really bothers me like that is guys. <laughs> Hi, guys. Are you? In, how are you tonight? And it's, it's like, oh, Why? well, we're, we're Why? fine. Why does that bother you? So we're fine, but not all of us are men. I, I don't know. But you're, when, yeah. when did that get all right? When did women become <laughs> I guys? I, I don't know. I think that's fine. I think you're overthinking that. No, it's, 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 not, it's not that. I'm just old-fashioned. I'm not willing to change in that regard. <laughs> that doesn't personally bother me, but I can, I can see why it does my job. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we have to think... I mean, Adam, you might have some insights as you've worked as a chef and kind of the small plate situation and, and how they want their food to be presented and... I've worked in hospitality. I know that it's incredibly hard to be a waiter and to give really good service. And, you know, at the end of the day, they're also working for tips and they want to be mm-hmm. checking in and building that rapport with you to get, you know, to get those tips and to mm-hmm. 
for them to enjoy their evening as well. So, oh, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's a hard job because you have to read each person and each table differently because some people want all the attention, some people want none, some people want some but not at certain times. And you know, you ha- no, it's, it's a difficult job and it's very easy to moan about it because not so easy to do it. Yeah, that's why I don't. yeah we'd love to see um, if you guys have got any other restaurant habits that really wind you up tweet us at Olive Magazine um, you can email us you can you know send pictures on Facebook um, whatever you want to do please get in touch we'd love to hear some more things thanks cheers guys thank you Now, recently, we've seen a huge explosion in the popularity of brunch, whether you're going out for it or staying in and making it. I asked chef and food writer Sabrina Gale for her thoughts on the subject. So I've come today to um, Sabrina Gale's beautiful um, flat. Tiny flat. No, it's not that tiny. It's tiny flat. (laughs) So privileged. Um, I'm having a two-pot breakfast. Just had the first first bit, which is a gorgeous um, blueberry and yoghurt and almond cake. And um, the second bit's going to be a bit of a surprise. Um, (laughs) And it's quite pertinent because we're talking about brunch today. And I arrived here about an hour ago and we've just been chatting, chatting, chatting. Um, (laughs) And we've just got around to recording. Um, But yeah, Sabrina's done some great recipes on our latest issue and they're all about brunch so I thought we'd just get together and have a little chat about your experience with brunch Sabrina and when you first got into it because in my head I'm thinking it brunch isn't one of those things that was always here it's kind of like a it's a fairly new thing isn't it I would say last five years or something yeah I would say probably with the birth of Instagram maybe yeah. it probably had something Became to a do thing. Yeah. yeah um I don't I don't, I think for me, brunch is really something that came about because sometimes when you have a little little bit of a lie-in, if you have that luxury on a weekend and you wake up, you've kind of missed the slot for breakfast. And so you make something and it's a little bit more substantial than you would need for a breakfast. And then it kind of ties you over until like the afternoon anyway. And that just becomes brunch. So for me, it's just lunch but with a breakfast tint to it. <laughs> with an egg on it. <laughs> yeah, basically. And I, I'm like, I've, I've said this before, I'm really the kind of person that I can't just wake up in the morning and jump to like eggs and savoury. I need to have a two-part breakfast. Okay. I need to wake up with two coffees in the morning. It's <laughs> crucial. Um, and then maybe I have a little bit of something like a piece of bread, something really, really simple mm-hmm. before I dive into a full throttle brunch. So you've got to like, ease yourself yeah. in slowly. Yeah. I mean, if it's just like brekkie on the go, then it'll be a couple of slices of toast. Yeah. And that's that's really what I eat every day. But if I'm going to go into more the cooked variety, that technically becomes a brunch for me anyway. Yeah. And that's where the fun stuff comes in. And, I, you know, it's, <laughs> let's be honest, it fills your belly for quite a yeah. few hours thereafter. <laughs> but where do you... Th- where where do you think we adopted it from? Because in my head, I'm thinking it, it, it seems like America, like New York, is, is where a lot of things start, like trend-wise. And I know they've got a massive brunch um, culture over there and, you know, brunch menus. But I guess in, you know, we're both in London, based in London. Um, it only, for me, started popping up as a thing a few years ago, like actually going out for brunch as opposed to having it in your house. Yeah, I think it probably is... Um quite American really along with Halloween which we never used to really do that much of over here and now it's just kind of blown up in the last few years um yeah I guess so but you know like my dad lives in the states and I've got a lot of family in the states and the one thing I notice is people don't really eat at home 
in yeah. certain places, That's in certain true. states. It's quite in California, New York, East Coast, West yeah. Coast. In all fairness, they don't really do a lot of cooking. And actually, supermarkets, not fantastic there mm. unless you go to like a quite a gourmet one to get everything. You don't really get, like say you're in New York, there's not really a super. I mean, I don't remember ever seeing, yeah. there's big food stores. Not in Manhattan anyway. But like in Manhattan. And also I think because people have tiny kitchens yep. so you know they don't really yep. do that much cooking so so I think that's kind of part and parcel of the problem and actually a lot of the time it's the symptom because it's cheaper to it's eat cheaper to eat out yeah, yeah it, it really is and and their breakfasts I mean you know we're sort of knocking on double the portions yeah. really we won't we won't talk about <laughs> nutritious value no. and fattening and whatever but you know they're quite massive so they mm. are more akin to a brunch and I can understand why what you know um it's one of the only two word um marriages that I can deal with yeah. really like <laughs> brunch okay brunch. fair enough breakfast and lunch we'll um, allow it we'll, we'll allow, allow it. it we'll allow it so um yeah I think it is but you know what if it suits people then you know there's no judgment quite frankly there's no need sometimes to have um uh, a breakfast and then mm. uh, a, a kind of a brunch or a, a lunch and then a dinner sometimes you just want to wake up and go straight mm. to brunch because let's say if you've had a, a slightly sore head yeah. from the <laughs> night before not that I ever have because I'm a good girl but um sometimes you just don't want to wake up very early if you yeah. have that privilege and then you can just go straight out for a meal and then have an early dinner and die in bed <laughs> would you be, I mean if you did just say theoretically you happen to wake up with a slightly sore head would you ease your way in with a, a maybe a small um, bloody mary or mimosa oh or something God. like that terror the dog <laughs> yeah. not for me personally i didn't you find are a good girl. Uh, i think that i think for remedial measures uh, i don't judge anyone else for me if if i did have a sore head which is i'm telling literally once in a decade is mm. how lot, how often that happens to me alcohol is the last thing mm. i want the next so day. You're, you're all about just the car Loading the next I, day. Yeah. I just protein. I crave yeah. salt, fat, and carbs. Yeah. And you know that it's. You know they. They always said that the the English breakfast. There's a reason it's good for you because yeah. your body needs sugar. It needs sodium, and it needs. Um, protein yeah and of course a full english breakfast if we're singing the virtues of it it's high in protein because it's got eggs it's got bangers it's got bacon yeah. and then you got a good old you know thick toast on the side and and you know beans as well it's all the things that your body needs and i mean english breakfast is a classic but i guess when we're talking about brunch we're talking about something that's a little bit more um not so much I guess a little bit more refined it is more of a kind of poshed up brekkie isn't it I mean it's we just were, more substantial yeah, isn't it but we were talking before about you know the kind of new style brunches so you'd have like your um avocado know, like, lots of avocado <laughs> like Turkish eggs <laughs> yeah. like you know that kind of thing so I mean it's it's sort of slightly evolved from the fry up yeah. into, into something that kind of a little bit more I don't know I think brunch in this country especially in the city in london it has definitely um become an amalgamation of many different cultures and i love that yeah, I love you that know too. i'm so proud of that that's what mm. makes me proud to be british that we have all these cultures and we embrace them yeah. and we allow for them to kind of become mainstream in our tummies yeah. so to speak it's it's a beautiful thing and mm. i have never i travel a lot a yeah. lot a lot a lot and hand on heart, pick all the coolest cities in the world. Yeah. 
nobody has the diversity and the mainstream acceptability for um, international flavours quite like London does in the volume and the number of cultures that we have now mainstreamed Mm. into our branches like Turkish breakfast for example we pile that into lunch and it doesn't or we pile that into brunch and it doesn't maybe feel that familiar for us but Turks are eating that every morning yeah. every morning <laughs> not going out to eat it that's what they eat at home yeah. you know every day it's perfectly normal for them and it's wonderful it's so delicious it's actually totally sensible and nutritious mm. um so I just I kind of love that but I also like wackier things because I have I've noticed I have a wicked pang for savory flavors yeah. in the morning I'm not your um cakes and pastries person even though we did obviously start with cake this morning <laughs> oh, that was more of a desperate measure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was more like she's just walked through the door get cake in her <laughs> I was just like we just need to have cake right now you should have cake whereas actually I just wanted cake um yeah, so I, I kind of always crave a salty breakfast, yeah. savoury breakfast. Because one of the, the one time. of the recipes you did for us is called the full Turkish. Yeah. Um and from memory, it's um, it's like spicy scrambled eggs. Yeah, it's it's based on menemen, which menemen, is the, yeah. the, the Turkish classic. Uh, it's kind of onions, peppers and yeah. eggs. Yeah. But then you also, you, you've also got on the side, I think we've got like a kind of salad-y thing. We've got um, feta cheese. And then we've got loads of lovely soft pillowy flatbreads. And then we've got um, jam and cream. cream, yeah. Is that for the end where you're just having your, or is it just kind of, that's, digging all that's doesn't part matter of the full turkish just like, eat it whenever you 100 <laughs> that's what they put in front of you yeah and i love it mm-hmm. they put clotted cream which they call kaimak yeah and they're and it's different it's slightly different it's much more dense and rich than our yeah. uh, clotted cream here but it's like they're addicted to it as right. a nation they embrace it it's in ice cream it's on dessert it's on yogurt it's in everything <laughs> and it's so good um so you have your kaimak your jam and your honey yeah have an assortment of breads you'll have uh, chopped cucumbers and tomatoes Mm. and then you'll have marinated olives um, and then you'll have cheese selection maybe you have uh, pastorme which is like kind of a pastrami a beef ham if you will cured beef Um, and then you'll have eggs yeah and you can either have menemen or you can just have simple fried eggs in lashings of butter (laughs) what the turks don't know about butter is what is not (laughs) worth knowing because they love their butter and then is it just a case of a Tucking it however you want to. Doesn't yeah. there's no rule, no rules here. Yeah. And two hours later, they'll have lunch. Yeah. Like that's the difference. We'll be like, oh, can't eat for another yeah, five yeah. hours. They'll be like, no, 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 it's lunchtime. Like, <laughs> Come you on. Know, let's have another 65 glasses of tea. And let's yeah. and I love them. I love them for that. So I kind of I love a full English, but yeah. I had to sort of share this element of what I call a full mm. Turkish because it's just wonderful and they like, really do brunch amazingly and they're so trendy. And it's kind of a grazing thing as well because we were talking before about um, Sabrina spent the, the early part of this year travelling in, um, was it just Thailand or was it? No, it was five countries. Yeah, I, I thought, I, you said <laughs> Thailand, I thought I, from your Instagram, I'm sure I remember you went to <laughs> so many different places but essentially you were kind of... A, going around Asia, eating lots of different foods. Yeah. And what one thing that I've found in Asia is um, in some of the, the bigger places and especially in the big hotels, they just put on this brunch spread, which is, which is incredible. I mean, it's like, ugh, 
it's it's overwhelming how many it different is. things they managed to put out there and you could literally you could start maybe at the beginning of brunch and three hours later you could still be eating and you, you would you'd be eating different things every yeah. time so it's mind-blowing and the volume and the quality the and just really good you just walk in and you're like, whoa, you're so overwhelmed because they have just got every Asian culture nailed. Yep. And then they've nailed all the things that the influx of Europeans will want. Yeah, yeah. So they've got all the French patisserie covered, yeah. all the Danish pastries covered, all the I mean, scones. They're serving us things that were quite frankly <laughs> afternoon tea material, yeah, yeah. but they just know that we love it. So they're just Throwing piling it. I mean, I, I, it's, it really is mind blowing, but I remember having like a dumpling station, sushi, mm. um, patisserie, which wouldn't have looked out of place in Pierre Hermès. I yeah, mean, it was, yeah. just, it was just ridiculous how, like you said, the quality was yeah. so good. Um, but yeah, um, I think with that, it sort of opens people's eyes to the fact that, you know, you don't have to go down the straight and narrow road with brunch. Yeah. You can sort of like eat around all these different things. It also made me think, how how does... How does Sabrina approach a buffet? <laughs> What's your tactics? Because mine are, I'm, I'm better than I was as a kid where I'd probably just eat until I was groaning on the floor. But um, have you got uh, buffet tactics these days? I love that because as Brits, we are so, yeah, it so goes against our yeah, culture that we're like, right, let's adopt a tactic and let's nail this buffet. Yeah, you've like, got to. Um, I, do you know what? I wake up one morning and I crave one thing. Yeah. I, I'm really weird with um, cravings. Mm. I really, I think the happiest I've ever been in my life and weight has probably been since I followed whatever mad bonkers craving I had mm. just nips it in the bud and then I'm all right so just have a little bit of it a little bit of what you fancy well or a lot if that's a lot. what you yeah, fancy yeah, okay. but cool. don't hold off because what it does is just sort of multiplies that desire to yeah. have it and then you go nuts on it and then you feel ill but with breakfast I tend to try and if I first arrive in a new city I tend to try and and stick to what they would be recommending there yeah. what feels local um, like, you know, in Vietnam, every morning I had pho, which yeah. is bonkers, or pho if you're going to say it properly, but which <laughs> is bonkers for us. And even my mum's like, God, one more time if you have that soup. <laughs> and I'm like, I love it. What's yeah. not to love? It's, mm. It is quite a traditional breakfast dish. And I guess it's perspective. You know, I had my best friend staying with me and she's Filipina and they mm. would always have fried rice in the morning, which was 20 years ago. I was like, I, I love staying in their house. <laughs> you eat fried rice yeah. in the morning. So it's, I guess it's, it's perspective is different, but I tend to... I love rotis. Yeah, I love roti um, and curry. And roti, roti and curry for me for breakfast. For breakfast with yeah. coffee. I had that in India and, and the strongest coffee I've ever had. And I was like, oh my God, you could stand <laughs> your spoon up in the shades. Yeah, this amazingly strong, thick, syrupy coffee with condensed milk in yeah. and then roti and curry. And I was just, I was in heaven. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I love stuff like that. And there's that. something like that about, it's something about waking up your taste buds as well because your taste buds just start dancing, don't they? And yeah. then you're kind of like, ooh. And interestingly enough, spice, if we're going to talk about a little bit about being healthy and like yeah. spices are obviously my thing because yeah. I'm Middle Eastern, but spice is the best thing to pep you up in the morning, yeah. better than anything. 
little bit of chili. This is not mind blowing levels. Just mm. a little bit of chili and turmeric in the morning is actually really good for pepping you up. Just gets your blood flowing, gets Nothing your brain working. Nothing starts your yeah. metabolism like chili does. And you know me, I'm. I, if you, I know you. You watch my Instagram because <laughs> I'm. I am so. I'm shocking with some of the stuff I do. I always, you know, sometimes if I'm craving chili, I'll quite happily dump a teaspoon of chili flakes over my breakfast because mm. I know with honey it dissipates, but it just kickstarts my metabolism. Yeah. I don't do it because I'm feeling like, oh, I need to be healthy this morning. I do it because it's like, I'm feeling like some chili this morning. I think that you, you see that in restaurants now, the way you go for breakfast and they'll they'll put like a bottle of sriracha, they'll put mm. a bottle of like Mexican chili sauce oh, on the, you know, and then you'll, if I've got eggs, I'm all about the chili sauce yeah, on the eggs. it's also, it's really good with dairy because it kind of cuts, cuts through, through it. Cuts through it, yeah. It's got a bit of an acidity to it. So I think I'm more about balance to flavours, but then, yeah. you know, you can ask people in my family, they'll be like, oh God, no, cross on please, thanks very yeah. much, or I'll just have toast. So it's not like my whole family or my whole culture that's into that <laughs> Persians. You don't won't even have chili for breakfast. It's we don't even eat chili. So yeah. um it's just personal taste. I eat like I'm pregnant. I I follow cravings. <laughs> and I think that's probably the most sane way to eat. Yeah. And I'm unapologetic about it. So But then morning, but then it satisfies you and you're not going eating seven yeah. other things, ignoring your craving and then finally 100%. giving into your craving. Hundred so. percent. I think you knew last week was all about every kind of sausage going to known to man basically yeah. and every packet of crisps that's what i was craving last week <laughs> and it was unruly and i couldn't control it um, or the week week before last and then last week all i wanted to do is eat seafood and fruit i couldn't yeah. explain it but at least one ban- balances out the previous week and i think in my head I will never feel guilty about what I want to eat no. as long as I know I can claw it back. But you said it's never, you, you've never felt kind of healthier or more balanced in your yeah. diet and stuff. Maybe there's a book in that, you know, oh, like God, the no. pregnancy diet. No, I, I think there's <laughs> like enough pregnant, people like telling a, us what we get, should eat. Exactly. I'm not one to tell people what they should eat. I know what I want to eat yeah. and that's what I put out there. And if you want to eat that, then I'm flattered. But I think um, it's not good to be... Um, preachy and I certainly don't know the things I know about nutrition I know for myself yeah. because everybody's different and I think it's there's, there's a common, lot of, there's common sense as well though, there isn't is. there we kind of know we kind of know is. what's bad for us and we yeah. know we know shouldn't we eat avocado every day it's yeah. masses of fat even though it's good fat you're only supposed to eat a little bit of it you yeah. know it's just sensible really and I think sometimes these things get distorted and it's brunch that seems to have been the big distortion, you know. Just like you can't eat pancakes, bacon and maple syrup every day. No. It's not good for you. But no. once a week, it's absolutely it's really harmless. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but I'm savoury. Team savoury so all would, day long. What would your, what would your like, dream brunch... If Have you got, like, a go-to brunch thing that you want to eat? I couldn't really say that because I'm, I'm very craving-oriented, yeah. but... Would it have an egg on it? <laughs> Do you know what? I don't know really? if it would because egg is something I'm really, um, I'm not funny about, but I have to be in the mood to eat mm. eggs. And when I eat eggs, I do generally like some kind of spice laid down to cut through it. Yeah. I love boiled eggs. Mm. I love a six-minute boil. That's my, how I eat mine, and I and I love. Um, is that six minutes in boiling water? In boiling water. Yeah. yeah. And that produces <laughs> for me a slightly soft runny but not too runny egg where yeah. the whites are cooked <clears throat> yeah yeah you don't want this whites snotty white no 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> and then i love dousing it in salt and shri racha yeah and i can eat that all day long 
But then if you're talking about scramble, that changes it up. And then my tummy can only handle that once in a blue moon. And it depends on what else I'm eating oh, on God, the side. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I'm a freak like that. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. She's a freak. Yeah. We've, all, we've all got a little habits, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think I think the Turkish breakfast represents what I want to eat in yeah. the morning. A bit. And because there's a little bit of everything to pick out really? as well. So yeah. You're not going to get bored. No. And it's not too greasy. Yeah. There is grease in there if you want it. Like you can go up the fried sujuk sausages and you can have the fried eggs and yeah. things like that. But sometimes... You just pull it back too. Yeah, I more, like the fact I'm there's a bit of salad bread. there as well. I, th- I kind of think brunch is... The, it's acceptable to have a bit of green on brunch, yeah. you know, to kind of pull you around to thinking that there's a bit of wilted spinach on here or yeah. a few bits of sliced avocado or like your cucumber and um, tomato thing. You know, there's there's something there that's Something kind of, that makes you feel healthy. Because yeah. <laughs> tomatoes are like such a part of brunch. Like in yeah. Spain like pan con tomate you yeah. can always have bread with tomatoes you know the tomato pulp on it it's perfectly standard yeah and, you know in italy it's not terribly mind you they only do eat sugary breakfast in the morning but at some stage you just whip out tomatoes imagine like you're somewhere and they've just got tomatoes growing now, i'm not going to say <laughs> no because that's so my mouth is watering thinking about my mouth is watering thinking about those gorgeous tomatoes that they have in Spain and Italy and then the horrible little bullets that we that we get that you kind of like I'm going to recreate that pan con tomato and then you get your like, mm, your solid mm. kind of slightly pale red horrible rock, rock hard supermarket yeah. tomato well, we do actually happen. get some really nice yeah, tomatoes from Kent for about two weeks of the year yeah. <laughs> if we've had sunshine obviously that really does depend we get some really nice stuff and there's i do nothing like, like to... that smell of the the vine, vine. when you walk into yeah. a hot house and you sort of yeah. greenhouse or whatever and you can smell that reminds my granddad used to grow tomatoes and that smell just takes me straight morning, back there washing tomatoes yeah and i was like oh, oh that vine which is slightly poisonous exactly. <laughs> but it smells so good <laughs> so tell us um let's just finish on um maybe some of your um places that you like to go out for brunch just for listeners you know some kind of recommendations places that you think people should visit if they want a nice brunch i think my most important place for breakfast yeah brunch whatever you want to call it it's not exempt from breakfast <laughs> uh let's let's bring it back bound da- yeah yeah Back down to England and you let's call it really, breakfast. Yeah, okay. um, breakfast with time equals brunch, yeah, basically. Exactly. Um, if people say, if, if people are coming in to London who haven't been to London or yeah. want some uh, recommendation, I tend to send people first to the Wolseley. Oh, yeah. Um, the Wolseley for me is that great stalwart yeah. of true British finery. Yeah. And it's actually really no more expensive than any other trendy brunch place in, in Hackney or or South East London. It's really no different in price. Um, and it's such a beautiful room. It I is beautiful. Yeah. I mean, you can just people watch there for yeah. hours <laughs> and they are so lovely yeah. and they welcome absolutely everyone from all walks of life. And I really like that. Yeah. And I love the silver service and the silver teapots it makes you feel a little bit glam i'm not going to lie <laughs> it feels like a real treat yeah, it's That's nice it's like somewhere place, to take your mum yeah. basically yeah. and be proud and it's and it's they fuss over you and they have everything classic and a few non-classic things mm. you can they have a very decadent omelette i've never had it but it's that it's an omelette with caviar on it oh, wow. and i've watched people order 
older enough. Wow. One day. When yeah. you're in that one you, day goals. when you wake up in that in that mood, you're like, it's the caviar on that day. I'm gonna go there. And I and I love that. It's it is one of my favorite places. But I've now I go there so often, I've now whittled it down to what I actually want to eat, okay. which is not pretentious <laughs> at all. I want two well done sausages, a pot of beans, and white toast. Okay. It's not something I couldn't do at home, but that's what I like. And it's and all served on beautiful china and you get your gorgeous little china cup of tea and they do the best pastries um so that's one place but for the kind of food that makes me want to cross town for for a really inventive innovative delicious intriguing brunch nobody does it like Anna Hansen at the Modern Pantry she is still knocking out the kind of food that is inspiring like rendang breakfast and you know her signature sugar cured prawn omelets like things that you're like huh sugar cured and then you eat it and you're like oh geez get it oh wow I mean she she was one of the she was at the forefront of I think of that that revolution where people had started to go out for brunch and have something a little bit special and a bit because she's she's got that kind of Antipodean Danish heritage we were saying and um and the flavor if you look at her menu, I mean, it's it's been much copied basically it's by just other places. Everything she does, like Persian, Malaysian, Kiwi, you know, you name it, and good old full English breakfast yeah. with no changes, just what you want. And she, it's I find it really inspiring, and I wish mm. I lived closer to it. it sounds to be mad fair. on paper, but actually, when you go there, you realise that there's proper genius at yeah, work there, yeah. and it's just unpretentious. You know, when you're having brunch, especially on a weekend, you want somebody to be kind to you a little bit. Let's be honest, because a lot of this brunch culture has come around from people being maybe not necessarily always hung over, but having a late night the night before and wanting some kind of indulgence. And I really find that Modern Pantry is super relaxed for that. Um, And I just find that, you know, sometimes I want feta waffles with curry leaves and sweet corn. (laughs) Go, Anna. We know that's yours. And bacon. Yeah. I want that. But sometimes I might just want something simple and that they've got all of that covered. Um, The other alternative is to think about outside the box because for uh, the Cantonese, brunch is dim sum. Okay. Because dim sum is 11 starts at 11 o'clock in the morning I can do it yeah (laughs) Uh, you know that's a second breakfast I have to say but I can do it and there's something lovely about choosing from the trolley like the dim sum trolley going around and just constantly picking what's not to love if you you think about it (laughs) if you think about it there's lots of lots of dough and there's lots of pork is that pretty much not like an English breakfast (laughs) anyway it's like a sausage sandwich except basically that's what I tell myself (laughs) absolutely um that one of the recipes that you've done for us um, in the issue is a fantastic take on a, a certain kind of sausage mu- sausage muffin. You said it. You almost said it. Sausage oh, muffin. It's, it's like a sausage McMuffin. It's possible not to say McMuffin, isn't it? No, I can't really say it. It's, it's in my brain. Um, but Sabrina's <laughs> taken it and obviously given it her her special spin, and it's great. Those got completely woofed down on the shoot. I just, you know, why? It's because. Say what you want. I'm not a food snob. We can all say what we want about not liking certain fast food retailers. It is what it is. I might not eat their lunch and dinner menu, but man, once in a blue moon, I'm like, I'm really fancying one of their breakfast muffins. But again, what you said, you know, it's, it's it's that perfect marriage of like sausage, egg, 
like bit of a runny egg that it provides a sauce, bit of hot sauce, a nice sort of squidgy, crunchy muffin. Yeah. And then it, it's a perfect sort of mouthful, isn't it? And you it? can do it at home like yeah. all day long. I, t- to be perfectly honest, it was an idea that I thought of when we were talking about what should we do. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, you know, this is something I really love. And I did it. And I thought, yeah, it turned out every bit as good as I'd hoped. And then I'm like, why am I going to that place to eat it <laughs> when I can I can make it at home? And it was, it just, it hit the spot. And we all know where it's paying an homage to and there's nothing wrong with that and I don't judge people that go and get it from that place because quite frankly we all do it and sometimes it's the only thing to to deal with like (laughs) the dirty feeling that you wake up with on a Sunday morning and you want one of those things and you want a hash brown on the side it, you know, uh, it's going to do. Yeah, for you. it's all, all the recipes I share are recipes that all day long I love. I don't do trends. I don't. I. I feel I always write things that feel good to me and the things I want in my tummy. Yeah, I mean it's it's a brilliantly simple idea, and I can guarantee that that is going to be one of the most made and Instagrammed <laughs> recipes from that feature. And um, if you want to grab a copy of the May issue now, there's five beautiful brunch recipes from Sabrina, um, and it's on the shelves right now. So thank you so much for talking us through your brunch classic, Sabrina. And thank you very much. A pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Olive Magazine podcast. If you like this episode, please don't forget to go and review and rate us on iTunes. For more information on things in this episode, head to our website, olivemagazine.com. You can pick up a copy of our packed May issue now from newsagents or go download the app version. Bye for now, and we'll be back next week with even more food and drink chat.